This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. Espen Reinetschen is a saxophone player from the free impro scene who rediscovered the songwriting of his youth. In 2015 and 2017 respectively, he released two wonderful albums on Susanna Wallemert's Susanna Sonata label, both of which belong to my personal favorite releases of the past five years. You may purchase these albums at the links provided with the episode. My name is uh, Espen Reinertsen and uh, I'm first of all a uh, saxophone player, mostly improvising musician, but not so much jazz at this point. Today we're going to talk about my solo records uh, called Vergafflingspop, uh, which translates to bifurcation pop and uh, not synthesa, uh, which translates to uh, night synthesis, but it's kind of a play on words in Norwegian, so that's, uh, yeah. That's the gist. <laughs> 
I mean, after working a lot with improvised music and being this uh, instrumentalist, I, I was missing to write songs, which I, I, I used to do when I was younger, and like uh, fiddling around with the synthesizers and computers and making songs. I was kind of missing that. So I, I tried to pick that up uh, in a way that was without getting into this uh, starting a band and f financing it and uh, like uh, just to do it as an activity that I can, could then enjoy. The process also included me trying out a lot of stuff for the first time. Uh, for instance, uh, programming and singing and writing lyrics and recording and mixing. This solo record, uh, the first solo record was kind of doing all these things. Uh, so it's, the process was quite messy, I have to say, <laughs> and, and took like uh, three or four years at least. The track we just heard uh, was the title track for Gaffling's Pop, and uh, I think that, that uh, came to life uh, when I realized uh, that the total duration was not long enough for an album, and I didn't have more songs, so I just took some uh, old improv, like improvised, uh, uh, <laughs> like it was like three minutes of the best I could find in my archive <laughs> of my saxophone playing. I actually think I was trying out the mic uh, in, a, in like a big church. So I just, okay, let's use that. And I just tried to color it with the different sounds from my my early days of Super Collider programming. So it was a little bit of, uh, I mean, some samples and some chords and to bring this uh, album <laughs> to some kind of uh, an end. <laughs> so Super Collider is like a, a programming language for uh, for making sounds and making compositions and patterns. And I, I was I, I really got a kick out of trying it because I was a little bit into like computers from beforehand. I actually my my uh, um, education in in high school was like electro. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't take like a music uh, education. I was like into electronics and stuff. Uh, so I, when I when I tried this program out, I I thought, okay, I can do everything here. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> uh, and it was just my first meeting with this program happened around the time I made this album. So I was just trying out a lot of stuff. Yeah, so so that the title means uh, like bifurcation, as I understand it, is is like a stream that that separates separates into more different streams. Uh, so for me, the 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 different streams in that track is like the different uh, rhythmic streams that kind of snaps in and out. So that was just uh, how the title of the whole album came. So the different uh, rhythmical streams is that one of them is my uh, improvised uh, sounds on my saxophone, which I just played when I was testing a mic. <laughs> I didn't even try to make music. Uh, and then uh, I analyzed this with Supercollider, like the timing of it. And then I made a rhythm track that plays sometimes this uh, rhythms and sometimes just like a straight pop rhythm. So it kind of snaps in and out of these two uh, tracks in a way and also the same with the um, with the chords
second track you heard was called Fnug, which translates loosely to flake. I mean, in Norway it's used uh, as in snowflake uh, or particle. Uh, and uh, that was something I was play. I, I played on the piano first and then tried to make something else out of it. Or the harmonic sequence I made on the piano and then it's kind of sampled uh, guitar. It's actually, it's, it's actually the drummer on some of the tracks that also helped me sample this this guitar. He he plays the guitar <laughs> one one string at a time. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, my my good friend and colleague uh, Ivan Lenning plays the trumpet, and uh, I also love the the French horn in like pop arrangements. And we didn't have a French horn, <laughs> so we, for instance, I'm a big fan of Elton John. Uh, and speaking of French horn, I mean, there's he he can there's some French horn in his uh, pieces or orchestras, I guess. <laughs> uh, and and we didn't have a French horn, so uh, Ivan used his marching mellophone, <laughs> and we like put a like a sock, <laughs> like a, a wool sock in in it, and tried to be very far away from the mic and really did some pitch uh, shifting and <laughs> it's almost like a French horn. The final track we're going to listen to is uh, Betenkningstid med drumsolo, which loosely translates to time out with drum solo. Um, and the, actually I remember the inspiration for that track because uh, it was uh, one of the episodes in Twin Peaks, <laughs> which one of the characters, I think his name was James Hurley, like in the show, he had the uh, this uh, this uh, he, he plays the guitar in and this pop song with uh, two of the female characters. I don't know remember the name, but this the feel of that song <laughs> just stuck with me, and I I tried to make something that at first was really a lot of like pads and stuff, but then when I worked with it, it became more of a rhythmical thing, uh, and in the middle part, which is also the I guess the inspiration for the title is like uh, I there's a lot of drum samples that are kind of programmed rhythmically to fit with uh, like a lot of uh, stuff. <laughs> so I I remember I worked so long with that uh, middle part. I had like a hundred versions of it. it. It was very hard to mix it, and it's just uh, yeah. I I think I was happy with it in the end, but it just was so many versions. I don't know. I I just kept uh, changing and changing and changing. It's so I I guess I basically start by just, just sitting down by the instruments and then then you know I just try to follow the the, the gut feeling and then uh, also because I I do the recording and mixing myself. I, this can be like a kind of interlocked process. Yeah, I I can let the mixing kind of play back to the compositional ideas and uh, I enjoy that it's a messy process. If I'm being honest, I, I I would have to say like when I say, when I say it's like a do-it-yourself project and like trying out a lot of stuff, it feels like it's kind of just for fun. But it's also I I realize it's, it's kind of ambitious. Also, I, I really it feels very important writing lyrics uh, or actually write songs with the lyric content uh, was part of the urge or or with with voice, but. Actually, when I started out, I didn't think that I should write the lyrics myself or sing myself. I, I was quite sure that I would get some somebody else to do that. Uh, but then it became me. I guess I I got more confident. Like when I made the second one, I was more confident that 
it is it was uh, I could do it myself and it would be something there. My a big inspiration for the first one was uh uh Cornelius the Japanese uh pop artist. He had a record called Sensuous or has a record called Sensuous which I really was listening a lot to. <laughs> um because I had seen one of his uh, performances and I really liked it. And also on the second album, I, I think uh, John Grant was a big inspiration. Salt one. 